In the early 2000s, a song came out called The Real Jesus. I listened to it a lot on CD whenever dad would let us choose the, the album. Then that would be one of Down Here was the band I like to listen to. And this song, The Real Jesus, is about a man's search for, for Jesus in this world. And he looked everywhere. He, he uh, heard about Jesus on the late night show, and he read the Gallup polls. I, I don't know. They do still do Gallup polls. I think the song's a little dated, but um, they watched him on the silver screen. And, and this guy even bought the action figurine. So he was, he was into Jesus. But at the end of the day, this man is wondering, and the chorus says, Oh, can anybody show me the real Jesus? And that was this man's cry. And you know, in this world, everybody has their own take on Jesus. As the song went, and you can look everywhere and you can see this is Jesus, and then this person says, that is Jesus. But who is this man who said, I am the way and the truth and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me? That's John 14, verse 6. Have you ever wondered about that? How can I know who Jesus is? How can I tell somebody about who this Jesus is that I know and love. In a world full of confusion about Jesus, our memory passage that we just read together opens our eyes to see the Lord, to see Jesus as He is. And we learn that in all things, in creation, in the church, in the new creation, Christ has the first place. He is preeminent. That's what that word uh, means, to have the first place of greatest importance and highest authority. This is Jesus Christ. The real Jesus is amazing. He has the first place over all things. I'm going to read again Colossians 1, verses 15 to 17. And first we see that Jesus has first place over creation because He is the eternal Creator God. So let's read Colossians 1, beginning in verse 15. The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in Him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through Him and for Him. He is before all things, and in Him all things hold together. Amen. In these verses, we see that all authority belongs to Jesus Christ, that he has made this world and he takes care of his world. Jesus is the image of the invisible God. 
He perfectly reveals to us who God is in every way. He makes the invisible God visible because he is God in the flesh. As the Apostle John writes to us in chapter 1, verse 18, he says, No one has seen the Father, but the one and only Son, who has his being in the Father, he has made him known. And how has Jesus made the Father known? In John chapter 1, we are told that the Word, Jesus Christ, became flesh and dwelt among us. And the apostle said that that we have seen his glory. Paul tells us in Colossians in the very next chapter, chapter 2, verse 9, in him all the fullness of deity dwells bodily. It means that all of who God is, Christ is, as a human being. Where he came and took on flesh and dwelt among us. 100% God and 100% man. Jesus perfectly reveals to us the invisible God. For he is the God man. And then Paul goes on. To say that Jesus is the firstborn or the heir of all creation. Now, some have falsely taught and used this passage to say that Jesus is not then eternal. He cannot be the same as the Father, but that instead he is the first created being. That he's no different than us, just maybe the first and and, and greatest of, of us created beings. But when we read the following verses, we come to see that this view is not the view that Paul is teaching us. For one thing, when we look at that word, uh, prototokos, or firstborn, it's not referring so much to being born first as it is that position of the firstborn, the position of heir, the position of authority in the father's household. And here we see that Jesus is described as the one who has authority since he is the firstborn, the heir, over over what? Over a few things over all things, over all creation. And it goes on and gives a pretty big list of all things, doesn't it? That is to say that he owns the rights to it all. That he, the universe, belongs to Christ because he is the firstborn over all creation. Well, how can this be? How can we say that Jesus Christ, this man who walked on the earth and and uh, the disciples lived with him and heard his teaching? How can this Christ be over all creation? I've already 
Seeing that he is the image of the invisible God, he is the God-man who reveals God to us perfectly, for he is God in the flesh. And then the text also makes it very plain to us. He is over all creation because he created everything. For in him all things were created. Things in heaven and on earth, things that are visible and invisible things, including all spiritual powers. You know, many people at that time and and throughout all time have placed Jesus on the same level of other spiritual beings. Just one of the, the angels or the highest of angels. But Jesus, we are told here, was and is over all created beings. He created everything whether you can see it or not, from the smallest particles to the gigantic suns and and stars that we see in the universe to those things that we cannot see. All things came to be through him. That's verse, uh, I believe that's verse 16 still, but... Let me see here. Through all things have been created through him. The Apostle John in John chapter one, verse three said without him, nothing has been made that has been made. Jesus is the creator of all things. It's been created through him. And the universe was created for him means that everything that we see around us exists for the good pleasure of the Lord Jesus Christ. Everything that we can see around us and the things that we cannot see belong to Him. And they are subject to to His good pleasure, created to bring Him glory, to show His beauty, To do his will. But you know what? The text doesn't even leave us there. This creator who created all things existed before all things. Verse 17. He is eternal. He is not a part, any part of creation. For he was before everything. And not only was he before all things and active in creating all things, but now he holds all things together. Author of Hebrews says that he holds all things together by the word of his power. God is able to hold all things together. And to order all things according to his good and perfect will. This is the Lord Jesus Christ. And we depend on this Lord every day of our lives. Whether we realize it or not. Because he holds all things together. 
Christ has the first place over all of creation. We need to see that. That Jesus has created all things. And he holds all things together. But, but Paul is writing all to believers. And so he wants them to know not only is God over creation. But he's over the church. And so we read in verse 18. And he is the head of the body. The church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from the dead, so that in all things he may have preeminence. Paul describes Christ as the head of the body, the church. You know, brothers and sisters, uh, you and I are not in charge of the church. We have as... As it says in 2 Corinthians 6, verse 20, been bought with a price. And that price was the blood of Jesus Christ that was shed to redeem a people for himself. And we have been bought with that price so that we belong to Christ. We are in him, which means that we are safe in him. And we were bought with the price we belong to Christ so that we would glorify God. When we put our faith in Jesus' death and resurrection, that he died for our sins and was buried, and on the third day that he rose again according to scriptures, we are set free from the power of sin. We are joined to Christ and we belong to him now. We belong to this God who is over all of creation. This God who holds all things together is the very same God who is our head. Our life, the one who gives us direction and life. The one who is our Lord. Paul also says that Christ is the beginning. He's the originator of the church. Without him, there would be no people of God. There would be no gathering of, of the believers here today. He is the beginning. And he is the firstborn from the dead. Here we are reminded that Jesus' resurrection has the first place of honor and authority. It is in his resurrection that we are raised to life. There is no resurrection apart from Jesus Christ raised from the dead in power. Now Paul concludes this section by saying that this was so that in all things. Notice how all things shows up. I think it's five or six times. All things Christ may have preeminence. Preeminence is a word that means to have the first place. 
to have that place of greatest importance and of highest authority without him, there would be nothing. There would be no creation. There would be no church. He has the first place in all things. As our risen Lord and head. And Jesus also has the first place in the new creation. Now we look forward to the day when he shall come again. Let's read verses 19 and 20. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things in heaven or things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through the blood of his cross. These verses speak of the the new creation when Christ will reconcile the world from the curse of sin and bring about peace on the whole earth and on earth and in heaven. We see a vision of that in the end of the Bible when the new Jerusalem shall descend from heaven. And God will reign on on the earth. His glory will light the entire world. We will serve him forever. Paul tells us that Christ has accomplished all of this. I hope that encourages you to know that the the verdict has been placed here. That this is a sure thing. That Christ has accomplished all of this through the blood he shed on the cross. What we have to look forward to. And to see that in the new creation the Lord Jesus Christ has the first place. That it is through him and him alone. That we might look forward to the joys of heaven comes down to this in all things Christ has the first place he has the first place for he is the eternal creator God he made the heavens and the earth and he holds it all together and he has the first place as the head of the church the resurrected Lord it is through him that we might become a part of his body and might then enjoy the new creation. And hope and wait for the day when he will restore all things to their rightful place under his rule. One day we will stand before Jesus and we will answer to him not And we will answer to him for the way that we lived our lives. And on that day, what matters is it's not going to be how much good we have done. But whether we have put our faith 
in Jesus Christ, the real Jesus, this God who is Lord of all, who alone has brought salvation. Do you know this Jesus? Have you given your life to him? Can you say that you belong to the Lord Jesus Christ? That he is your creator, your redeemer, and your God? Know that if we we cannot say this, if we're unsure, then you need to know that none of us is good enough to stand before Jesus, the holy God. You need to know that the penalty for sin is death, the eternal wrath of God. But the good news is that this Jesus that we have been talking about, who is the creator, he is the head of the church. He died for our sins and he took the punishment for our sins so that we might be saved. The very next verse, it's not a part of our memory passage, but maybe we should continue on. It says, and you who were once alienated, and Paul is speaking to the believers here. And you who were once alienated and hostile in mind, they were separated from God by their sin, having gone astray after their own desires. That we all are separated from God. That we all have done evil deeds. And the scripture tells us that he has now reconciled. He has now restored a relationship with God to a place of fellowship. And he has done this in his body of flesh by his death so that he might present you holy, blameless, and above reproach before him. This is the work that Jesus has accomplished on the cross. He has made a way, the only way, to be restored to fellowship with God, to live our lives under Christ our Lord and enjoy salvation. Become a new creation. And all that is required of you is that you would believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. Not as a mere outward act or show 
but rather that we acknowledge from our hearts that that I have sinned against a holy God. I do not have the place, uh, first place. That is not my place. Jesus Christ has the preeminence. He is my Lord. And we confess our sin. And that he alone, by his death on a cross and his resurrection, has made a way for us to be cleansed of our sins and to be given new life in him. And in confessing these things from our heart, the Lord calls us to follow him to surrender our lives and our ways to him because he has the first place because he is Lord and God. When we offer our lives to him and accept him as Lord. Then he is our head. And we have the wonderful assurance of knowing that we belong to him. That he is our Lord and that he not only holds the world together, but he holds his people together in his hands. Are you willing to give him the first place in your life today? Oh, I think it's sometimes we can we can do a little nod our heads and yeah, 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 yeah. Jesus is Lord, right? But does he have first place in our lives? Do we live as though he is our head? When people see our lives and they listen to us speak of Christ. Is what they see the real Jesus? Do they see that he is God in the flesh? The head of the church, the risen Lord. Do they see that they need him above all else? That their lives will always be out of sorts until he is Lord. And that even when our lives are out of sorts, when we trust him, he is good. And he is someone that we can count on. This was Paul's desire. His desire was that his people would worship Christ and give him the first place in their lives. Paul writes in Colossians chapter 2, verse 6. Therefore, as you receive Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him, rooted and built up in Him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. And again, in Colossians 3, verse 17, whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, 
giving thanks to God the Father through him. We do this as Christ has first place in our lives and we acknowledge him as our Lord, the one who is preeminent. To him be all the glory. May we continue in what we've learned of Christ and come to know and love him more. And I think if we're honest, there are areas in our lives that we can look at and we could say, I don't want Christ to be head of that part of me. Areas where we want first place. In light of the truth that Jesus is our creator and Lord. There's freedom in confessing those things and turning to him. To know the joy of his forgiveness and his fellowship. And and to be in awe of God again. The Lord has first place in everything. And it is such an amazing privilege to know him as our Lord, as our friend. We can trust him as he holds all things together. He has the first place in creation, in the church, and in the new creation of which we now are a part. May he have first place in our lives today. I close with the words of Romans eleven thirty six, For from him and through him and to him are all things. Amen.